When sharing your faith with a Latter-day Saint, it helps to know what their church has taught on several basic topics. For this reason, Mormonism Research Ministry has provided its Crash Course Mormonism. Crash Course Mormonism includes concise articles highlighting what LDS leaders and church manuals have taught on issues that will probably come up in a typical conversation. You can find these informative articles at CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's CrashCourseMormonism.com. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we've been looking at some articles that are written by BYU professors having to do with wearing the cross, historically the symbol of Christianity. And as we've mentioned in this series, there's been a time in LDS history where wearing a cross was just something that Latter-day Saints don't do. There's been a lot of talk about the cross in recent years, and so we're asking the question, is the LDS Church perhaps going to make a course correction and start emphasizing this symbol of Christianity that those of us have recognized for centuries? Some may assume if they do that, that that shows that they are in fact a Christian organization. And as I said earlier, I would want to caution you in that because even though they may embrace the symbol of the cross down the road at some time, that does not change the fact that there are a lot of theological issues in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that we should find abhorrent and would want the LDS Church to change if we are going to embrace them as fellow Christians in good conscience. We introduced an article yesterday that was written by a BYU professor by the name of John Hilton III, this was an article that appeared in, on the LDSliving.com website, and it was titled, What Church Leaders and Church History Teach About Wearing and Displaying the Cross. Now, to emphasize what he's about to say, I think it was important of him to show how some Latter-day Saints have reacted when it comes to the symbol of the cross. He starts off by saying, Recently, a Latter-day Saint woman shared the following story with me. She lived in the southern United States and invited a neighbor of another faith to attend her daughter's baptism. The neighbor accepted the invitation, came to witness the ordinance, Afterwards, she graciously presented the eight-year-old with a gift, a cross necklace. Upon opening the gift, the child froze. She had been taught not to wear crosses. The mother also froze, feeling unsure about how to respond. No doubt this was a very awkward situation because the next sentence says, Sensing the mother and daughter's discomfort, the neighbor hastily took back the cross, promising to get the child a different gift. 
goes on and says, today that Latter-day Saint mother looks back on this experience with regret, wishing she had seen it as an opportunity to rejoice with her friend in their shared belief in Jesus Christ, instead of letting it be a source of discomfort and division. Uh, let me just comment on that, because apparently this is the woman who is the mother of the child. This is what the, this is the impression that we get. And it says she looks at that experience with regret, wishing she had seen it as an opportunity to rejoice with her friend. Why didn't she rejoice with her friend? Where did this woman get that idea that she should not see that gift as something positive? Where did that come about? This is what John Hilton is going to try and explain. So I appreciate that he starts off with what I think is a very real experience. You were telling me, Eric, that Hannah had a very similar experience when she went to an event wearing a cross. What happened there? Well, according to what she told me, this happened probably five or six years ago when she was a senior, I think, in high school. She went to this event and um, was pulled aside by a couple of fellow students and was reamed for wearing the cross. And they said, why are you bringing that into our church? We don't believe in the cross. And so my daughter had to say, I wasn't trying to be offensive. I was just wearing this because it's important for me. But they thought that she was purposely doing that to show them up or whatever that reason was. And so my daughter came home and she was really hurt by that. She said, why would they not want me to wear the cross because that means so much for me, but for the Latter-day Saints, it means nothing. And actually, it was taken as a negative symbol. I think that shocked her in the way that they responded to her. There's something that we can learn from that. Your daughter at the time was a teenager. This story tells about an adult Latter-day Saint, and it also brings out the story of an eight-year-old girl. So we have all these different age groups all seeming to have the same kind of thought regarding the symbol of the cross. So this seems to be something we can assume is widespread. Where did it come from? Well, this is what John Hilton is going to try and address. And this is what he says in the next paragraph. Let's explore these questions by examining any current official church statements, the historical viewpoints of early Latter-day Saints, and any statements made by church leaders over time until the present. I'll also share experiences that others have shared with me to help bring personal perspectives to the topic about why the cross is a beautiful reminder of Christ's atoning sacrifice. He goes on to say a look at current official church publications shows that very little has been said about wearing the cross, either in favor of the practice or against it. So far as I have been able to ascertain, no church handbook has either forbidden or encouraged the use of the cross. It goes on and says, We do, however, have a Gospel Topics article about the cross. It acknowledges that, quote, The cross is used in many Christian churches as a symbol of the Savior's death and resurrection and as a sincere expression of faith, end quote. It goes on to say that, quote, As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we also remember with reverence the suffering of the Savior, but because the Savior lives, we do not use a symbol of his death as a symbol of our faith. He goes on to say the article attests that the Church itself does not use the cross as a symbol of our faith. However, it doesn't specifically say whether individuals should or should not wear one. Here again, though, is that little expression in there that we do not use the symbol of his death as the symbol of our faith. Why? Because they say he lives. Well, we say that too. 
Just because we may see the cross as a symbol of our faith doesn't mean that we stop with what took place on the cross. Naturally, we do tie it in with what happened later on the day Christ rose from the dead. Without the resurrection, certainly the cross wouldn't have a whole lot of meaning. But the cross is important because it gives the resurrection meaning as well, because it shows that he, in fact, died. He died a cruel, horrible death. And why did he do it? Well, the Gospel of Matthew says that he came into this world to pay for the forgiveness of his people. That's why it's very important to us. And what he went through in order to gain our forgiveness is something that we do not look upon except with high favor. I don't agree with what he's saying here when he says that the church itself does not use the cross as a symbol of our faith, but it doesn't specifically say whether individuals should or should not wear one. But when I read that Gospel Topics article, and it's very short, he's gotten the crux of it here. It says, but because the Savior lives, we do not use the symbol of his death as a symbol of our faith. How many Latter-day Saints are going to read that article and read that sentence and say, you know, I'm thinking about going and buying a cross and putting it around my neck. I don't think that's going to be the normal reaction to what has just been said in this article. You make a very good point there, because when you read that sentence, but because the Savior lives, we do not use the symbol of his death. That sounds a little bit like an admonition of, don't do it. Don't do it. So you, you could be very right. Maybe John Hilton has missed that in this Gospel Topics article, and this can be found on the official Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints website, churchofjesuschrist.org. So this would be an official statement, because it is on an official church website. And, And we need to keep that in perspective. John Hilton has really no authority to speak doctrinally when it comes to the membership of the church. If he is going to speak with any kind of authority, it has to be in total agreement with what the church says officially. This article on the official website is, you could say, an official statement from the church. And when it says, we do not use the symbol of his death as the symbol of our faith, I think you're right, Eric. It seems to be implying, don't do it. And then he goes on and he says, while some church leaders have made additional statements, either in private or in non-church publications, these may not carry the same weight. And then he said, we'll take a look at these sources later. Well, when you take a look at what these leaders have said, these are uh, general authorities. I never see any general authority saying anything positive about wearing a cross. It only seems to go against as the Gospel Topics article does as well, against wearing a cross around your neck or using that as a church symbol. He, he makes an interesting statement under the subheading Historical Viewpoints. He says, Early church members did not issue the cross. In the 19th century, Latter-day Saint marriage certificates, quilts, and funeral programs sometimes featured crosses, as did the 1852 European edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. And in this article, there is a picture of the spine of this edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. And sure enough, there is a cross just below the title of the book. Then he also includes a picture of an LDS Deaf Branch Chapel that is located in Ogden, Utah. Now, when you look at the picture from Wikipedia Commons, it shows a cross on this building, and it looks like it's red in color. Now, 
that's not the way it actually looks. Someone has photoshopped that to bring attention to that cross. There's actually a number of crosses on this building, four that I can see from the photograph. And if you looked at other photographs of this very same building, that cross is not in red. I'm sure it was done purposely to just bring attention to it. But the crosses, even though they're there, they tend to blend in with the concrete background of that, of that decoration on the building. This building was made back in 1916. And what the author, John Hilton, is going to bring out is that in the early 20th century, it wasn't a problem having a cross. That was something that seems to have become a problem later on in the 20th century. In his article, he also shows a number of various photographs of LDS women, and they're all wearing crosses. Whether it's cross earrings or cross necklaces, it seems to be clear from his including these photographs in his article that wearing a cross was not a real problem at one time. Even Benjamin F. Johnson, who was a former secretary to Joseph Smith, wore crosses on watch chains or ties. And he writes, the fact that so many members wore such accessories when posing for formal photographs indicates that cross jewelry was relatively common. At that time, there was nothing particularly unusual about Latter-day Saints wearing a cross. But yet, it did seem to affect the woman that he mentions earlier in his article and that woman's child who was given a cross necklace by a well-meaning neighbor who witnessed that ordinance, as he says in that first paragraph. So what has changed? Tomorrow we're going to continue looking at this article by John Hilton III, What Church Leaders and Church History Teach About Wearing and Displaying the Cross. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.